The Rambam, the Rambam tells us that when Soros hard times fall upon Kalalisrol, it's a warning for Tshuva. As, as we spoke about yesterday, the Mishtabura says clearly that the whole Yusoid of Atainis isn't just the idea of not eating and refraining from those Tanugim, but it's a warning, it's a try, that we should try to become better, we should look into ourselves. And as the Rambam tells us, that's the Yusoid of Atainis, that's the Yusoid of today, Asura Bateves. Chazal, as we know, Masakin, certain days that we fast in order to achieve this tshuva. The Megillus Tainis famously writes all the days that we fast and the Megillus Tainis tells us that there are three days in Teves that we have to fast. Three days. We know of one. That's today. But there are actually three that the Megillus Tainis records. And the Megillus Tainis tells us they are the 8th of Teves. That's two days ago. Sunday. So one day we were meant to fast. The ninth of Teves, that was yesterday we were meant to fast. And of course the tenth of Teves, that is today. The Torah brings down that although it's Roy to fast, all of those three days, the eighth, the ninth, and the tenth of Teves, the Maisa we don't, but we should be doing Tshuva at least on those three days. What I'd like to go through, Beis Hashem, is to understand... What happened on those three days? Okay, we don't fast the 8th and 9th. We do fast the 10th today. But what actually happened on the 8th and the 9th that led to today's fast? So let's go through it one by one. Let's talk about the 8th of Tevis. Remember, there are people that fasted. We like to understand why we fast. The 8th of Tevis. We know, again, this is Masech to Seifrim, Perik Aleph, tells us, that on the 8th of Teves, the Torah was translated to Greek. Megillus Tainus at that point tells us when the Torah was translated into Greek, the world plunged into darkness for three straight days. Not only that, Mesech Tosafim tells us that the day that they translated the Torah into Greek, which was two days ago on Sunday, the 8th of Teves, is a day... That's as harmful as the day of the Eagle Hazav. They translated the Torah into Greek. The Gemara in Megillah, the Aleph, goes through the whole sugya and explains to us, Ptolemy, who was a Greek king, this happened about 300 years, before Chorban Beis Amikdosh, took 72 of the Gedoli Yisrael, and the Gemara explains that he placed each one in their own separate place, their own separate room, secluded on their own, not talking, no communication to anybody else. 72 G'dayle Yisrael. And he told these G'dayle Yisrael to translate the Torah and there are many things that had to be changed and rectified and slightly moved in order that the Goyim wouldn't see that Kalal Yisrael are saying certain things about the Goyim. And the nace happened, says the Gemara Megillah, that every single one of these 72 G'daylim translated the Torah in exactly the same way. So that when he took it back and compared notes one to the other, they all had the same shot. Unbelievable when this happened at that time. You may ask, what's so bad? No! So they translated the Torah into Greek, Mabaya, that causes the world to plunge into darkness. It's the day like the Egel Hazor, that's why you have to fast. What's the big deal? So a few reasons for this. Number one, you have to understand that if a person wanted to learn Torah, 
the only way to learn the Rabbani Shalom's Torah is to go to a Yid, go to a Rebbe, go to someone and ask him to teach it to you. All of a sudden now, there's no Messiah. There's no tradition. You open up a Greek book, and you've got Torah. There's no Torah Shabbat Per anymore. Torah Shabbat Per is the Messiah that we receive all the way back to Moshe Rabbeinu. From our Rabbeim, who got it from their Rabbeim, who got it from their Rabbeim, and it goes all the way in the chain. That's the way we learn Torah. If you don't have Torah Shabbat Per, you don't have Torah. That was the severity of translating the Torah into Greek. It's dangerous. And just like the Egel Azov was a replacement, so too translating the Torah was a replacement. That's why it's so bad, that's why it's so dangerous. The Yarist Vash says another pshat. He says that this set the stage for the Churban Abayas. And as we know, the beginning of Peronius is more Muhammad than the Peronius itself. We know that because we fast on Tishabab, even though the Ika. Suratus Hamikdash was really on Yud, it's really on the tenth, not the ninth. But the beginning is where it all begins. It says the Aristvash and all happened and started on the eighth of Tavis, that was on Sunday, Rabbi Say. The Khsam Saifa in Drushes to Tavis says the Khsam Saifa Yovan, Greek, and we spoke about this by Richas on Hanukkah, was about the exterior, the physical appearance. What did they want to do? What did the Greeks sought to accomplish? By translating the Torah into Greek, to uproot Torah Shabalpeh. Torah Shabalpeh, we know, is found within Torah Shabachsav. Rabbi Kiva, famously, the Gemara tells us, with Darshan every tag that was written on top of a letter in the Sefer Torah. How do you do that? Because you Darshan every tag, that means within Torah Shabachsav, there's Torah Shabalpeh. The Greeks, once they translated the Torah into Greek, there were only letters, it was only the exterior. It was only the appearance of the letters. But there was no panemius, there was nothing inside. And that's why it was so dangerous. That, says the is why it was so homo, it was so dangerous to translate the Torah into Greek. But first I want to discuss yesterday. Yesterday was the ninth of Teves. We were meant to fast. If we didn't, we hopefully did Shuva. So why? What happened the ninth of Teves? What happened yesterday? Says the Torah, he brings a shita. We don't know why. To some, there are people that fast. They have absolutely no idea why. It's not like nowadays when nobody cares. I'm talking about when they actually wanted to know and they have no idea why they were fasting. Tor, Arishan, brings such a pshat. The Tor, however, continues to say that he really knew but he didn't want to say. And it is, and they bring down already that Yoshi, or more famously his name, Yashki, was born on the 9th of Tevis. That was yesterday. He was a Sene Yisrael. He was a Mavazet Talmidei Chachomim. I know the Goyim says it's the 25th of December, but we all know that's garbage and it's wrong. It's very clearly, it was yesterday, the 9th of Tevez, reason to fast, because it was a bad day for, a bad day for Klal Yisrael, it was a bad day for Talmidei Chachomim and for Torah in general. However, if you looked at the Slichas this morning, Mustama, all of you noticed this as you were going through the words, and you saw this clearly in the Slichas, that... Yesterday was the yard site of Ezra Hasaifa. Ezra Hasaifa was one of the Gedalia Hador. Chazal tell us even more than that. Chazal tell us that Ezra Hasaifa was so Hashav, the Torah was roy to be given through him. That's how Hashav he was. Not only that, there's a Medrash. The Medrash said that if Ezra would have lived with Aaron Akoin in the same generation, in the same door as Aaron Akoin, Ezra Hasaifa would have been greater than Aaron Akoin. 
It's tremendous. When Ezra, as we know from the Gemara Baba Kama, came to Eretz Yisrael, people were very lax, they were very relaxed in their Shmiris HaMitzvahs. And Ezra was massacring them by main, making certain takonas. We know Kriya Satorah, Monday and Thursdays. And when he did that, we grew tremendously, but when he died, we also fall spiritually. He was our connection to Torah Shebaal And therefore, when we lost Ezra's sofa, which was yesterday in the ninth of Teves, we lost a big chilek of Torah. We lost that connection, and that's why it's so bad. And obviously today, which is the day of Asorba Teves, the siege started, which ended in the destruction of the Beis HaMikdosh. This is a fast. There's a connection to Chorban Beis HaMikdosh. And that's why we fast today and can keep some of the inyonim. We also have to remember as well that this tainus is a tainus for the first Beis HaMikdosh. Not the second Beis HaMikdosh, the first. And the question you may ask is, why are we mourning the Chorban Bayis Rishon? No, we had a Bayis Shevi after that got destroyed. At least you should mourn that. Why the first Beis HaMikdosh? So the answer is that there are five things that the first Beis HaMikdosh had that the second one did not have. And that was number one and number two, the Orin and the Luchos. The first place the Mikdash had, the second didn't. It's like having a shul without a Sefer Torah. It doesn't work. Number two, I mean number three we're holding by, the Shechina didn't come back to the second base of Mikdash as intense as the first base of Mikdash. The Shechina was on a lower level, whatever that means. Number four, the Eish came down to the Mizbeach that came in the first base of Mikdash, did not come back, did not return on the second base of Mikdash. And number five, the Urm Vitumim as well, which we know Famously, Urvatum we discussed yesterday in Dafyomi, the Urvatum was Megala to Klalisol, the Derek, what to do, give eight sisters that wanted to all the Mahalach, didn't come back in the second base of Midrash. So, therefore, in a Hanami, the first base of Midrash really was the start of many of the Tsaris of Klalisol, and because of that, we are fasting today. The Torah famously brings an Abu Dram, that the Abu Dram tells us that if Hasorah Bateves, this fast would fall on Shabbos. So it's like Yom Kippur. It's an amazing thing. If Tisha B'Av, right, this is what we spoke about yesterday, people think, I serve a David, it's not one of the big ones. No, too fast, too fast. No, not a big deal. Tisha B'Av, oh, that's a big one. If Tisha B'Av would fall on Shabbos, we push off Tisha B'Av and we'll fast on Sunday. Because Shabbos Kodesh is Shabbos Kodesh. Yom Kippur, obviously not, because it's a Daraisa. Says the Avodram, by the way, the Beis Yosef, when he brings down the Avodram, says, I have no idea where he gets this, where he gets this from. But Al-Kapon and Abu Dram writes it, that if Asarab Tevis today would fall on Shabbos, which it never does, it cannot in the calendar date because of certain reasons that we're not going to now have you of the calendar, but if theoretically it would fall on a Shabbos, you would fast on Shabbos Kodesh. Why? What's the Pshat? So one reason is in Divra Yomim it says clearly, and therefore since it says it has to be done on that day, then therefore we do it on that day. Number two, another reason why possibly we have to fast on Shabbos, says the Abu Dram, if Asur B'tavis fell on Shabbos, was like, look at the other fasts. If you look and you go through the other Tanesim that we have, it didn't actually happen on that day. For example, Shiva Batamas was the start Right, it was just, we didn't have the protection. It planted the seeds for them to go in, but it didn't actually happen on the day. Tishabav, as we said, didn't happen on the night. It really happened on the tenth, but it was the beginning. It was the start, right? Some Gedalia, even Gedalia, was killed on that day. But again, it took time for Klaliusol to leave out Israel. So if you look at the other Tanesim, it, the actual thing that we're fasting, what happened, didn't happen on that day. It was a result of the day, but it didn't happen on the day. When it comes to our Sarbateves, there's no question. The wall was broken. We lost everything that came inside. 
and therefore we have to fast on that day. I will tell you though, however, an unbelievable Chassam Soifa. The Chassam Soifa says, and this is, this revelation is literally changing of your whole day of today. And the Chassam Soifa says, and our Soifa Tevis says, Chassam Soifa, I want to tell you what happened. I want to tell you what happens in based in Shalmala every single year, our Soifa Tevis. Says the Chassam Soifa, on our Soifa Tevis, the based in Shalmala is sitting. Right now, they're sitting in Shemaim. And they are deciding, is the goddess going to continue? Or is it going to end? Every single year, on this day, it goes on. During Asura Tevis, the few hours that we have left, that's what's going on in Shemaim, and based in Shalmala, the Rabbani Shalolam is deciding, should we stop the goddess with all the Tzoros that we have? And it doesn't take far to look at the Tzoros that Kali Yisrael are going through around the world, in Eretz Yisrael, in Chutz Loritz, with the anti-Semitism, with everything that's going on, all the Tzoros that people are having in their lives, private lives, communal lives, B'tzibu, B'yachet, everything. So much Tzoros, because we're in goddess. Rabbi say in these next few hours, it's being decided. The Rabbi Shalom is getting okay, enough. They've had enough. Let's bring Moshiach, let's bring the Gaul, let's bring the Beis Amidosh, Ashlishi. Everything! It's being decided now! Oh no. Let's continue a bit longer. More Tzoros for Klal Yisrael. More Tzoros on an individual level and on a communal level as well. Says Nachsam Soifa, that's the Pshat. Why, if the fast would theoretically fall on Shabbos, you have to fast on that day. Because on the day of Asarabit, you can't just push it off Tishabab. No, okay, so we'll commemorate what happened to the Beis Amikdosh from Tishabab a day later. Alright, not the worst thing in the world. Shabbos Kodesh is Shabbos Kodesh, but no. Asarabit doesn't work that way. It means it's an opportunity for us to do tshuva. It's an opportunity to look into ourselves to possibly that we can actually have a hand in ending the Golas. And let me end with one last thing, Rabbi. I said the Pali Gopalovich once went to Italy in order to collect funds for the yeshiva. And he got a phone call, it was late at night, it was a storm going on, it was dark, raining, freezing cold, lightning, thundering. It was one of those nights, you just don't want, nobody steps out. The streets were quiet. And the Ponovich gets a phone call from Ramosha Rothschild. Ramosha Rothschild was living at the time in Rome, and he asked the Ponovich please will you come and meet me? So... <laughs> When Rothschild gets a call from the Ponovich you don't turn down the Ponovich And he arrived at where the Rothschild arrived where the Ponovich was staying. And he says, Come in the car, we're going somewhere. Where are we going? It's like late 11, 12 at night, whatever time it was. Raining, cold, dark. What, what, what's the. What, you found a place to, so I can find some money. You found a good guy that I can go to late at night. What's going on? There's something weird over here. He's saying, We're going to the Arch of Titus. We're going to go to the Arch of Titus. That's what, that's, that's what we're going to go now. Now, at this time, what's the pshat? Why do they want to go? Why is it so important to go now? They get out. The rain finally stopped. It's quiet. There's nobody around. Ponovich gets out, straightens his jacket, straightens his hat. He says, Titus, Titus, I Russia! Where are you? You're gone! But we're here. Klali Yisrael are still here. That's where we are. The Roman Empire is gone. The most powerful empire in the world is gone with everything they stood for, everything they represented. But Klal Yisrael are still here. Rabbi Yisrael, on this day, on Asura Bateves, take a moment to think of where Klal Yisrael are holding. Look how far we've become. Look how much more there is still to go. 
Think about the Chaymah Hayyoyim. Think about what it's all about. Think about the Chasam Soifa to understand what it means. And based in Shomala, they're deciding whether or not the Golish will stop or whether it will continue. And the Chorban Habayis and everything that we don't have in our lives because we don't have a Beis HaMikdash. And Beis HaShem. We should all be Zoycha Vesiyata Dishmaya. That the Rabbani Shalom Beis in Shamala will decide to bring the Baish Lishi from Hevra Amenu Amen.